0: Thank you for listening to You've Got a Lot of Nerd podcast presented by the Hill Country Tech Guys. All right, good to go. Good to go. Lead right. us off, TJ. Right. Go what's, ahead. What's, hey, you, you, you should explain
1: what's going the, on. The current predicament. Absolutely. Yeah. Today, there's a role reversal. Just case you didn't know, my name is T.J. Hines. I'm also known as Terrence. I am the business development representative here at Hill Country Tech Guys. And the reason why I say it's a role reversal is because I am talking to the creator of our podcast, Mr. Will Burns. So, Will, what brings
0: you in today? Well, <laughs> we, uh, or we, not we, this is completely on me. Mm-hmm. i failed to schedule someone to interview, mm-hmm. and now we are... In this situation, which <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with, yeah. Uh, because TJ's good at talking, yes, sir. And uh, Travis, because an issue I thought, well, Travis and I tried to do this before, okay, when things didn't work out. Um, I, I can't remember what happened, but essentially, we started it, mm-hmm. and it was what then it stopped. In the middle of the podcast. We so were, we not we being were on to...
2: the Mac and the Mac decided to go into <laughs> screensaver
1: mode, saver mode yeah. or something and just stopped the recording. And so it just stopped all together. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So
0: we d- didn't have a podcast that week, but mm-hmm. you know, those are lessons learned. Yes, and uh, absolutely. we got off the Mac and onto a XPS. Yeah. So it seems to be, it seems to be doing a trick. This is awesome. I love it. Cause Travis this morning was like,
1: Hey man, you want to host a podcast? I was like, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you had talked about wanting to do it before, like, and yes. well, while I was out, um, then it turns out the one time that I did go out of town, mm-hmm. you happened to be going to was, New Orleans. So. I was in New Orleans. That's, yeah. right. that's yeah. right.
1: That's right. I remember that. That was like my first, first or second week here.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: because I had like just got on board. Which is awesome because that was my first time doing an
0: actual podcast was on this show. Right. It's not that different than talking because <laughs> we were talking for like an hour. I was like, wait a second. Let's just record it. Exactly. Yeah. And then we still ended up having like an almost two hour podcast, too. So it was, was good. Essentially like two and a half, three hours of conversation. So yeah. It was, was good.
1: I was telling everybody, I was like, yeah, I had such a good time. I would love to eventually do that. So it just so happened today, Travis asked and I was like, I'm in. So, all right, well, so tell us. What do you do here at Hill Country Tech and how did you get here?
0: I am the Director of Client Success at Hill Country Tech Guys. I help facilitate movement forward in the marketing, account management, and sales divisions within Hill Country Tech Guys. My goal is to remove as many roadblocks as possible so that people can succeed. I I'm not really doing a lot of individual contribution again it's more focusing on people mm-hmm. and getting or and, and also hitting our goals and how did I get here I got into IT 15 years ago or so um, with the previous company that I worked at yeah it was 15 years uh, or maybe 16 years now okay but I I had a uh, trying to remember everything so i was in college and i was working at gary job Corps, Mm. and one of my buddy's girlfriends say hey you're good (laughs) with tech you should come work at xyz yeah xyz and Mm -hmm. i was like okay sounds good yeah because i mean i was i I was making like nine dollars and 52 cents an hour big timer yeah, it was that was big time, and I was doing nothing. I yeah. worked in the pool hall yeah. at Gary Job Corps. Other people had to do like hard physical labor. Mm-hmm. I did nothing. <laughs> uh, I sat in the pool hall. It was the first time that I tried dip, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the tiniest amount. And I spun out and I almost threw up. Whoa! Yeah, it hit me hard. Jesus. And I was addicted to it for <laughs> solid nine months. I Whoa. got to the point where. I was dipping basically constantly, mm-hmm. and I'd dip when I woke up. Yeah, I'd dip after I eat. I'd dip on my drive to work. And I'd like shove it in there, mm-hmm. get as get as much of the the uh, the the uh, nicotine boost mm-hmm. as I could, because it makes it to me. It's almost like a legal way for people to get intoxicated. <laughs> and I was at twenty one. I was county. like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, but it got to the point to where I would shove dip all the way around. Yeah. I had a horseshoe. That's crazy. And it it would do nothing for me. Whoa. Yeah. And then I met Stephanie, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I hate dip." I was like, "Oh, me too." So I stopped. <laughs> so that's the end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart man. Um, and I think I've done it a couple times since then, mm-hmm. but you know the, the risks. Don't out what uh, the the risks. Or, or too much, and yeah. we got a lot of cancer. Yeah, in my family, especially on my dad's, or really on my dad's side of the family, it's mm-hmm. just left to right, everybody gets cancer. Oh wow! Um, so not a good idea. Yeah, don't want mouth cancer. Don't want to lose no, my jaw. Don't want that. We like having you around.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too.
0: And it's just not not healthy in general. So um, back to how I got here. So anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. did nothing at the pool. Okay, and. When uh, Darla, who's Kevin's girlfriend, told me, she's like, "Yeah, don't worry, you'll make ten bucks an hour in no time." I was like, "That's okay. forty-eight more cents than I'm making right now." Fair enough. I'm sure I can do it. And with the way things worked over there, at least the way it used to, things would change mm-hmm. on a regular basis. They would try stuff out. Okay, it would. It, it was actually at that point in time, it was a cool company to work for, Uh, because, again, like, stuff was constantly changing. They were trying new things yeah. they were challenging what was going on and some some of the things failed and wh- one of the things that failed was mm-hmm. when i first started mm-hmm. so i got trained to do one job and then a week later after the training i got put into a different job and they told us to do mm-hmm. it differently and they tried it for like 6 weeks and all the goals that i had had to get a raise changed and then after about 6 weeks because it didn't work and ended up creating the terrible customer experience they changed back to the way it was before Mm -hmm. it took me like four to six months to get my first raise so i went from eight i went from 952 to eight Mm -hmm. and then it took me like i don't know four months six months to get a raise finally to nine and then a month later i got my other raise ten and then i got put on probation twice probation yeah pro yeah yeah so i got put on probation for points it wasn't timely, okay. but I fixed that. Okay. And then I also got put on probation for uh, trying to get past the uh, DNS filters <laughs> that they put on. Which I, man, you when in a inbound tech support call center for tier tier one, which is different than tier tier yeah, one here. Absolutely. For an, an ISP, you're taking the same four to six issues okay. over and over and over again. Okay. And what I used to do prior to the filters, is I would read like crack.com. I'd read ESPN. Mm-hmm. I'd read whatever it was <laughs> so that I wouldn't go fucking crazy the yeah, entire yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so I, so when the filters came on, they wouldn't let me read articles. It's like, okay. this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I found ways to to bypass it. And uh, they caught me once. And I was like, son of a bitch, they got me. <laughs> and then I was like, then I tried really hard for two weeks yeah. not to use one. So I found a different... Yeah, you tried to go di- clean. Yeah, No, I tried <laughs> to go clean for two weeks, it didn't work. So I found a different site mm-hmm. to bypass the filtering. And it worked for about two months, mm-hmm. and then it caught me again. Uh, so I got put on probation <laughs> for the second time. That's crazy. And uh, it wasn't too long after that that I figured out that I could take my 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 iPod and put Civilizations 2 on it Mm -hmm. and then play Civilizations 2 while I was doing my job. (laughs) I got better stats when I was able to read and when I was playing games like Civilizations 2. I put on Warcraft 2, stats went up, couldn't do it. It it takes too much time, it's all moving in real time as opposed to Civilizations 2 where you're just, like you do something and Mm -hmm. then you click next turn. So, in between calls, I was able to do next turn or, or move things around. Uh, yeah, and at that point, I was making 11 bucks an hour and playing yeah. Civ 2 all day. I was like, this yeah. is the greatest job I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, because prior to that, that summer, or so, during, man, oh, yeah, so before I moved up to San Marcos, I worked building scaffolds okay. uh, on the Gulf Coast. About sixty miles south of Houston. Oh, that's we had a to a serious wear. 180. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so built scaffolds, made like seven fifty or eight bucks an hour. Okay. <clears throat> fifty hours a week. You Got paid weekly, mm-hmm. and it was for the job that you were doing. There was nothing. Okay. Um, had to be hot. It was hot as hell, and you had to wear gloves. You had to wear boots, long sleeve, FRCs, a helmet. And I got stuck with the most ambitious, essentially, team leader. And he drove us into oh, the wow. ground, man. Like he, And the thing is, I was 21. Mm-hmm. There was another guy who was in his early 20s mm-hmm. who was a fullback or had been a fullback like Prairie View oh, nice. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that time in my life, I wanted to play football. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him how I was training. And I would go home and I'd essentially work out till I threw up every day. Yeah. And uh, he was talking to me about how he, as a fullback, one of the things that he would do is the first time he got the ball, he would run as hard as he could into mm-hmm. the defender. Mm-hmm. So the next time, when he started running at him, the, the, the defender would kind of sit back, yeah. and then he would juke yeah. and go further. Yeah, that makes sense. So I actually, to this day, still try to use that for rugby when I can, because yeah. like for the first half, I'll try to throw a stiff arm or throw my body into people. Okay. And then the second half, start try making little, more cuts. Be more they're, shifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So but, when so when
1: did you as a child or as a young adult decide, tech is like where I need to be? Or was it a long journey? Uh, it was it a long
0: journey. Things? It was meandering. It was – I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I, even in – like in junior high, I. Well, actually, from the time that I was in elementary, I was like, I want to be in the NFL. Yeah. And like, obviously, like that, most of the th- kids. that didn't work yeah, out. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I was serious <laughs> about it. And, uh, like, you know, when I say serious about it, like, I didn't know what it took and I didn't work hard enough. But. Like most kids. Yeah, like most kids. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I thought it'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so for me, I always. This I mean, As an elementary kid, that's what I thought I was gonna do. Junior high, even though I wasn't very big, I still had dreams of that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't seriously figure out or tr- even try to figure out what mm-hmm. I wanted to do yeah. um, until, I guess, partly into college, yeah. maybe even, yeah, I'm not sure when, when that occurred. Probably when I met Stephanie. I was like, I got to get my shit together. Okay, fair enough. I got to start studying. <laughs> yeah. I went from like a 2.5 GPA, like not trying at all, yeah. never buying books to studying some yeah. and still not buying books. But it went from like a 2.5 to like a 3.25 or yeah. 3.5 you had a goal. GPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. like, I got to impress mm-hmm. this hot chick. Who, yeah, you got to get better. Who I like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, um, IT, I was good when I, I, guess, at my previous job, I found that I was good at it, mm-hmm. didn't have to try that hard. And when yeah. I did try hard, I was one of the best people on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, when I graduated college, all I had to do to become a level two was just ask my manager be like, it, I was really surprised. Yeah. I walked up to him and was like, "Hey, was it?" Or I walked up and said, like, "Hey, I graduated. Can I be a level two? And he was like, "What? Yeah. Yes, I will train you tonight." Oh wow! So I got trained up that night. I didn't realize I was in good standing with him. Like he never fucking talked to me. Yeah. Uh, so apparently he liked me a lot, mm-hmm. and were well, you a hard worker? I guess so. Yeah. Playing video games while I Morgan. <laughs> oh, don't don't those try stats. that at home, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think like three months later, oh yeah. no, a month later, they had manager interviews okay and I went and interviewed, and I got offered a job in Austin as a manager and I was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm going back to school I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm getting a master's degree and I realized well because I went I went back to get a master's degree because mm-hmm. I thought that I liked school yeah, but it turns out, that I like being hands-on. So, like the last three or four semesters mm-hmm. of being a, of learning to be a teacher, mm-hmm. you're really doing a lot in the field, and yeah. you're getting to interact with kids. Yeah, you're course. getting to do cool stuff. Yeah. And like my internship, one of the, still one of my favorite jobs, even even though I didn't get paid for it, was to be a, an, an elementary PE teacher. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is what I want to do yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah, and it didn't work out. Yeah, and. When I got into the master's degree, all my classes were at night. And it was also in the nights that I played rugby. So mm-hmm. I ended up dropping a couple classes. And then I got offered a—I got a, a, the job got offered to me again okay. in Austin. I was like, fuck yes, I'll take it. Yeah. Because uh, school sucks and I got to get out <laughs> of here. Yeah. You're sitting, I mean, I was sitting in a brick building like yeah. Jowers at Texas State is easily the worst building to be in it's probably the oldest the rest it's of old, Texas like of the is there. has been renovated yeah. and updated yeah they're building new stuff and it and I, I still remember to this day i think it was december 2008 february 2009 when mm-hmm. we're in a really deep recession mm-hmm. texas state was bragging that and because there were ads everywhere but like, look we're yeah. spending a billion dollars yeah. on our infrastructure, and I was like, "Yeah, don't." Is do that. That's what my money got spent on. <laughs> that's like, where it's going. Yeah. I don't have a good job. Yeah. even though I graduated, yeah, like you educated. promised me, mm-hmm. or you promised you were like, you're definitely getting a, a, a teaching job. The teaching market's great. Yeah, and we went out there, mm-hmm. and nothing. Like a lot of the people that I graduated with didn't become teachers for like four to six years, wow. even though they they had degrees in teaching, and they couldn't find a job, and they couldn't find a job that's crazy uh so it it was just it was not a good time to graduate i think a, so at that time uh 2008 you had you still had a lot of the baby boomers mm-hmm. were at the tail end of their career but they definitely weren't yeah retiring whereas now even though we're sort of in a recession like, uh in san marcus mm-hmm. they're hiring not even graduates yeah so they're hiring the, your internship you're getting paid yeah to be a that teacher makes sense. That whereas makes sense i didn't get paid yeah. and i was get, still getting graded and stuff it, like it, it cost me lots of money that's crazy to go be a teacher that's but crazy. yeah so i mean it seems like the, the the baby boomers are retiring so it's a good good time to be a a, a recent grad mm-hmm. in teaching and okay. at the same time they've started Paying teachers more to, still probably still not enough. Mm -hmm. But back then, like teachers weren't getting paid a lot, and there was a ton of competition, and they were always going with the teacher who had more experience. Of course, of course. I applied like a hundred times, and I got one interview, and the one interview that I got was at the place where I did my student internship Mm as a as 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 an elementary PE teacher. Oh, wow. So, it's disheartening in that regard, but when I got to my previous job, I got promoted to level two. Like I said, three months later, I was a a manager, Mm -hmm. and was driving up to Austin every day. And after about a year, I found out that I was okay Mm -hmm. at the job. I still really wanted to be a teacher, Mm -hmm. but I'd broken into the top three. Oh wow, um, look at you, overachiever. Yeah, and then I came to San Marcos, because that spot opened up, and I was like, that place is less than a mile away from my house, that's mm-hmm. where I want to be working, because Austin's a mess. Yeah. Even a mess back in 2009, yeah, still as far crowded. as traffic. Yeah, it's still crowded. Um, so, with in San Marcos, I took it, I was given a second place team, and I drove it all the way into last place. <laughs> <laughs> because uh the what was taught in Austin yeah. at the Austin facility was a lot different than the the way the San Marcos facility worked. Mm-hmm. And in in Austin everything was black and white, mm-hmm. you follow the rules or you're or you're executed, you're yeah. out. Yeah. So I started doing the same thing, like being very black and white, mm-hmm. being very authoritarian mm-hmm. and everybody quit on me. Mm-hmm. And, and and stats went down. Didn't know what I was doing, so I switched it, and I went all the way in the other direction where I was too nice. Yeah, and too nice at least got me somewhere. Yeah, but I figured I needed to swing it back. And twelve or thirteen years ago, Mm -hmm. I went gluten free, and I went from being in the top three regularly Mm -hmm. to being number one on a regular basis. Nice. And then when I added ADD medication to it. Mm-hmm. I went from being number one on a relatively regular basis to being number one for 18 months yeah. straight. Okay, and then I was promoted to director. And at that point, I was like, "Okay, I'm in IT. Yeah, this is what I'm doing." This, this became your gig. Yeah, because up, I mean, uh, at, I guess even even then. So that was close to 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I as I mean, because as a manager, I never really wanted to be there. Um, I was happy to to be a part of a team, but I just it wasn't what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I kept trying to be a teacher, kept trying to be a teacher, and finally, like I said, as a director, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this, I'm yeah. I'm gonna make it happen, because um, even I, I think I might have told you, but right at the tail end there, like if I hadn't been promoted mm-hmm. at the time that I did, which because I had set goals mm-hmm. when I was 25 or 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually when I was first promoted, so it would have been 24 or 25, that I would be a director by the time I was 30 and or be on the, the uh, USA rugby team. Yeah. So it didn't make the, the the rugby team. You have to play on some elite teams, which mm-hmm. is cool. But uh, as far as being a director, I got it the Monday after my birthday. So still oh, wow. count that goal as checked off. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. So uh, speaking
1: of teams, I mean, y'all. So speaking of teams, yep. how would you equate your time on a team of playing rugby and that combination of working in a building like this? What, what what principles do you take from rugby that you apply to work and what principles do you take from work and apply to rugby
0: in the thought process or in an analytical way? Um. On the rugby field and on a football field, I do less leading mm-hmm. and do a lot more following and just following instructions okay. listening to the coach, listening to team leaders um, on the in the workplace. I, I guess keep getting put into leadership positions, so that's where. Uh I guess I tried to do the things that my coaches did mm-hmm. that I saw that worked correctly and I w- wanted to implement the things that I thought would work better and uh which mostly is being nice to people yeah. and treating people nicely yeah. and so helping go- them set goals. Boss. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um because the th- I don't know. There's there's this thing that people think that when you become a manager or director, Mm -hmm. that not empathy, but like rational compassion is a is a negative, and to feel for other people is a negative. And if you do it too much, then it's going to lead the problem. Well, if you do anything too much, it's going to lead the problem. I I can't empathize Mm -hmm. fully who you are, yeah, or. if you're having a situation, I can't fully empathize with you. Otherwise, I'm gonna be caught up in your yeah. your situation as well. But I mean, i found that like when you, if you're not an asshole and you, you treat people like you would wanna be treated, mm-hmm. that people, they, they, they wanna listen. People wanna yeah. do good for the most part. Absolutely. And for the people who don't wanna do good, you find, you, you help them out the door yeah. most of the time they'll quit on their own especially yeah. when you start setting goals for them mm-hmm. if they don't hit their goals because mm-hmm. some people just they, they don't want it they don't want to succeed yeah that's true um, and all, all you can do as a manager as a director is help people succeed set them up for success yeah. put the the tee up you put the ball on the tee mm-hmm. hey this is how you swing yeah and some people just choose not to swing they'll just stand there and they'll yeah. look at the ball or they'll walk away. And yeah. like walking away is fine too. For me as a as a manager and as a director, I only wanted people who wanted to do a good job. Yeah. Um doesn't mean you did a good job, mm-hmm. but if you were trying really hard and you're working your ass off and the person next to you sees that you're working your ass off, yeah. even if you're not good, yeah, then it cr- it still creates that culture of busting your ass. Yeah. Um uh, so as a yeah so really that taking that mindset as a director mm-hmm. it took about 3 years or 4 years but we got all the right people in the right spots and the the business unit that i ran at that time was the oldest in the company mm-hmm. and we beat basically every every KPI record mm-hmm. and we did more troubleshooting. We had access to more tools, mm-hmm. and we had way more people in those tools which slowed those tools down. Mm-hmm. So we had we had to be, we ended up developing a small crew. So when I first became a director, I had about 300 people okay. on a business unit. So I was able, I, we were able to get the right people in the right spots, mm-hmm. and we took that 300 people down to About 160, and that 160 took just as many or more calls than the 300 people did. Um, Average handle times went from the high 700s Mm -hmm. down into the low 500s. So you're taking off more than three minutes off of each call, and when you answer 125,000 calls a month, that's a lot lot. of time. That's a lot. That's a lot, so we end up, even though, which This is crazy, but with the way that the world works, and especially when it comes to um, phone tech support for tier one mm-hmm. internet um, service providers, uh, like in 2008 was probably the peak of when the U.S.-based mm-hmm. uh, tech support mm-hmm. was, was able to make money. Okay. And from there, you saw your like, uh, we'll say the dollar amount per call go from like $8 or $9 down to like maybe $5.50. Um, and that's that's also with inflation and costs, wages and everything going up. Yeah. So costs and wages go up, revenue goes down because you're getting pressure from India, Mm -hmm. Mexico, the Philippines, different other outlets. Yeah, and essentially any, I shouldn't say any, a vast majority of the companies that are on the stock market or vast majority of internet service providers that are on the stock market Mm -hmm. do not value quality. Mm -hmm. It is quantity or rather who can take the most calls at the fewest amount or like who can do a barely adequate job Mm -hmm. just Just enough enough to be adequate. Yeah up front to take these calls and save them money. I'm sorry. Did you do you like
1: building a team like we have here or did you like inheriting the team that you had at your old at your previous at job? The
0: old job I inherited like 275 for 300 people. Mhm. And over the next 3 or 4 years, especially over there there's a it was high turnover because the thing is is that um you <laughs> At that company, it's it's an entry level job, Mm -hmm. so you're just siphoning through people. Mm -hmm. So what we had to do was figure out how do I, how do we identify the people who are the right fit, who can do a good job, who can do a great job, and also work their ass off, Mm -hmm. and how do we help the people who don't want to do a good job, Mm -hmm. and don't work hard, Mm -hmm. get out the door. So we we it took a long time, but we retained m- most of the people who did a great job, mm-hmm. and that helped just take the the, the business unit to new levels okay. and still be very profitable, very yeah. efficient. Yeah, yeah. So you know we've got and coming to Hill Country Tech guys, it's a, it's different here mm-hmm. because it's definitely higher skilled mm-hmm. people. So. Yeah. I went from running a couple of business units where most of the people, that like the average wage on the floor, so there were three or four hundred people depending on the time of year, and the average wage might have been like 13.50 or 14 bucks an hour. And then you had your managers who were making, uh, I don't know, 38, uh, to $50,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, it's different because everybody is essentially making more yeah. than even, e- even good, the yeah. managers. And everybody, yeah, everybody's skilled, everybody's, so it, it's an adjustment. Um, I also went from knowing everything, <laughs> essentially inside and next, I've been yeah. there 15 years, and yeah. I've run that business unit for, yeah. for eight years, to coming here and having to learn all new stuff. All right, no question. Uh, so for the longest time, it wrecked my brain. My brain's still wrecked most days. <laughs> Join the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now it's like at least some control. And I understand, like, there are things that I've just, I'm not going to know. Mm-hmm. We've got 60-something clients, and we we just do our best to, yeah. or I guess try to get everybody on the same stack so mm-hmm. that we don't have to... Yeah. Do a different a process headache. yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly <laughs> okay let's get to the hard-hitting question what makes you a sci-fi nerd uh
0: well i it's hard to say that i am a nerd when i meet people like harrison Ooh, uh, good because call. him and my buddy michael lamberth i b- before meeting these uh, Michael and Harrison, like I thought I was a fan of Star Wars, yeah, but I I'm I'm not like I'm just some I know novice. I think we're all like that when we meet Harrison. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, I mean it. I enjoy I enjoy reading sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I like watching sci-fi, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the big things that. What differentiates Harrison and Michael is that those guys really think about it, and they think about it at a philosophical level, yes. as well. Yeah. Whereas I, I wake up at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. go work out, come home, uh, get the kids, get the kids ready for school, take yeah. them to school, mm-hmm. come to work, bust my ass at work, get off of school or get off of work, um, help with dinner. Clean up, mm-hmm. get the kids, or have have them read, play with the kids, mm-hmm. get them ready for bed, mm-hmm. watch 45 minutes of Game of Thrones or mm-hmm. whatever Stephanie wants to watch for the most part, mm-hmm. and then go to bed. All right. And yeah. you're, not you're, a lot. you
1: being very modest, by the way. For people who don't know, you designed this beautiful map. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and that would clearly classify you as a sci-fi nerd if you that's a fantasy nerd but 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 okay yeah fair enough but there are plenty of people who know (laughs) way more than me about lord
0: of the rings as
1: well if we had a a way to show people the map you designed, and i've I've been over your house and i've seen it and i've seen the energy and the joy comes when you talk about it or show people pictures of it so you you are up here so don't don't be too humble you're up here i guess yeah
0: I, i don't get philosophical i like to make things yeah and I, I really, uh, that project has been a lot of fun. Uh, and I, it is kids? nearing completion. It's about as close as it's, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I even want to add any more to it. Yeah, it, looks, it looks amazing. For people who don't know, so just, go ahead and tell people what it is. Uh, it is a 63-inch by 63-inch topographic 3D printed map of Middle Earth mm-hmm. that took three months to print, essentially, printing day and night, Mm -hmm. not 24 hours a day, but pretty fucking close to it. (laughs) And what's funny is that when, so when Elisa came to me with this idea, Mm -hmm. she said, hey, can you make a map of Middle Earth like you did with Iceland? So Iceland is a very dynamic, uh, I guess, piece of land. Mm -hmm. Or it's, it's, unique. it's, it's, it's yeah, very it's, unique. Yeah, unique dynamic mm. island. It's not flat in any real way. Yeah. It's it's all over the place. So when I'm printing it out like a seven and a quarter inch circle mm-hmm. or or yeah, yeah, about that big. Like it comes out and it looks cool. Oh yeah. And then when you paint it, it looks cool. Yeah. And set it in epoxy, do the lights, it all looks really cool. So yeah. at the biggest with everything in it, like I made I mean, there were four iterations. One, I just printed it out, painted it all green, uh, p- put it on a piece of mesquite, and then had a epoxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first. The second was for Ed because Ed paid for our trip to go to Iceland. So I was like, here, I'm gonna try to make him something. Yeah. That one was in this that was more of a the it was a square as opposed to like this weird piece of wood. Yeah. Um that was a smaller one didn't have any lights third one my brother in law thought ed's icing was so cool yeah. that I made one for I, him exactly and i i put the the lights and i i manually soldered everything together and it was cool and the fourth one was for my brother which my brother in law's matt and my brother is also matt so matt burns <laughs> i made him a bigger one, and I was going to get a um not 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 an Arduino or an Arduino, uh, but a, a a Raspberry Pi. Oh, wow. So I was gonna buy a, a Raspberry Pi. I was gonna do it to where it would d- do it would do uh, it would do RGB lights, and that was gonna cost me like a hundred bucks. That's fancy, it, very fancy. Mm-hmm. But then I found a seven dollar set of RGB lights on Amazon that also came with a remote. So I was mm-hmm. like, fuck that. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> So it ended up saving a bunch of money yeah. and a ton and of looks time. Cool. Yeah, and, it still and looks it's still cool. And it had the exact. It probably had a better effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what Elisa wanted me to do. And I was like, I don't think I. Because also one step back is that I printed out of Texas. Cause like, oh, you know what? Yeah. People love. They fucking love Texas. That is true. And I bet I could sell one of these. That is true. And I printed it out. And Texas is mostly flat. Mm-hmm. Like Texas. Ninety million years ago, mm-hmm. most of it was at the bottom of a shallow sea. Yeah. So it's not very dynamic, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> that's where I came to understand it's like, ugh, like not everything is going to be a good fit yeah. for hand painting mm-hmm. and to to make it look cool. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't do anything with it for several months, and then Elisa came to and said, like, "Hey, can you do this with with Middle Earth?" And I was like, "Look, it's not going to work out. Yeah. Middle Earth. I'm looking at it." It's pretty flat. I've actually found an STL. Yeah. It's going to look like shit. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. I want you to make it 72 inches by 48 And She's like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me process that. Mm-hmm. Let me look it up. Let me see if I can do it. So yeah. I spent about a month, not full time, but like when I had some free time mm-hmm. trying to look sense. different things up. And I was like, okay, I think I can do it. I found the STL. Mm-hmm. I think if I can hire someone from Fiverr to cut it up Mm -hmm. or to resize it, cut it up, and send it to me. So I went to Fiverr, got it all done, um, ended up having to go to three different people Mm -hmm. because I didn't understand what was needed for each one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I assumed that the third person had done these things in order. So when I printed it out three months later, I thought because I had labeled them all, that they would be in sequential order. Yeah. They were not. So I had <laughs> more to... Work. Yeah, more work. <laughs> and while I had the flu, I was trying to put the puzzle together. And mm-hmm. I spent like three hours doing it. So Stephanie comes out, and she's like, and gets it all together. Uh, so it was 80, 81 or 82 pieces. That's crazy. Um, But yeah, glued them all down. And then put a a, a base paint on there. Mm-hmm. It was all gray. I just went to work. Yeah. And then forty, forty-three 43 or 44 hours of painting later. Yeah. It was, all, your 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 was all was all painted out too, so that Yeah, me. yeah, so yeah. That's
1: that's a, that's a nice little bonding time too.
0: Yeah, that was cool. I I did enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Like the map isn't exactly like Tolkien envisioned it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, but However, it is how my kids envisioned it, so like, I, was, exactly. I was able to, to kind of fill in those spots, and it did that saved me time, and it was it was fun to to, to have them do it as well. Um, and then I had ideas that I wanted to implement that I wasn't that I couldn't do. So Middle Earth, there's a lot of magic that goes on, mm-hmm. and there's three or four different ages, mm-hmm. and in the first age, there was this giant battle. Between what are essentially demigods, okay, um, and I
1: think I heard Hunter talking about something yeah, like this. yeah. So yeah.
0: part of the continent sunk under the ocean, mm-hmm. and the way that the way the topographic map picked up, it's still level with the rest of the continent. Yeah. So I had to paint blue over spots. So it's basically it's slightly, maybe yeah. slightly less, but there are yeah. parts that are even. That's painted blue. From a distance, yeah, you can't tell. Absolutely. It looks like there's depth. Yeah, it looks awesome. I seen um, it. But the uh, w- what I wanted to do is, was, was inlay it with epoxy because epoxy just looks cool mm-hmm. in general. So it wasn't going to work. Um, so I had to change that at the last minute. And I also wanted to inlay it the, with the rivers, but I didn't want to inlay epoxy with the rivers and not the ocean because that mm. would look like shit. <laughs> and then I wanted to do this really intricate border or frame, rather with a CNC machine. So mm-hmm. I set, I took my 13 by 13 inch CNC machine, mm-hmm. got that one working like it was supposed to say, like, okay, yeah. I learned how to do this again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna set it up as a 72 by 48 yeah. and I'm gonna get it going. So I got everything set up, 72 by 48. Man, I put probably 12 hours. Stephanie was not happy with me of because as much time as I was spending on it. <laughs> and uh, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get it right. Uh the issue I think what it really came down to was that you can't use wood as the base it's mm-hmm. gotta be metal and I, after the fact, I found these things that so the you've got bend, even though it's even though it's uh it's steel hey well, okay. see it's not steel, it's like aluminum mm-hmm. it still bends a little bit huh. in the middle, so it'll dip and it dips like two to four millimeters. Wow. And that's all it takes to to screw it up. Yeah, Because I mean, I got the whole thing working, like it moves and it goes back and forth. But because I was only able to work on it like 30 minutes at a time, or even 15 minutes at a time, I'd go out there, I'd troubleshoot, I'd fix it, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't get to do a test print. I'd have to go back inside, help the kids do whatever, come back out, something else was wrong. So Mm -hmm. it's a DIY. Something is going wrong every fucking time. Mm-hmm. So I probably spent like eight hours of troubleshooting Damn. at least. That's crazy. Maybe maybe even nine or ten. And then finally I got to the point where I was like, okay, this is as good as I can get it. Mm-hmm. Let's really do tests. So I did mm-hmm. tests. I did tests. I probably spent two well, – I mean, all 12 hours of troubleshooting, but the last ten was actually – or the last two were actually more printing mm-hmm. and I just, I couldn't get it to be level. It would look really cool like three quarters of the way through mm-hmm. and then it would be too high up or yeah. too far down. It yeah. would dig in and it would catch and it wouldn't work. And then the, Frustrating. yeah. So I think I fix it and it gets like a quarter of the way through and it looks really cool. It looks yeah. fucking awesome. hmm and then it's too high or it's too low again. Like, what? Did, what is <laughs> like, going what is on? Happening? So as I ended up taking it apart, and I was a little depressed for a couple of days because I because I did have to take it apart for Evan's birthday. Um, but I found that when I had screwed in the the, the plywood to the table, mm-hmm. that the screw didn't. It didn't – the, the uh, table wasn't – or the plywood wasn't lying flat on a table. Oh, damn. It was off by, like, three or four millimeters, tops. Because when I unscrewed it, I could feel it, like, it went down and then up. I was like, oh, that's damn. not supposed to happen. Yeah. So, if I ever do make another – which, someday, I will, for sure. I'll make another 72 by 48-inch mm-hmm. uh, CNC machine. Then, I'm going to just spend money and get – Like a three or uh, mm, I don't know, like a three quarter inch or half inch piece of Mm -hmm. like big metal. Yeah. And really screw it in there, and I might even make it work. I do like instead of, and also an issue because it was it was a mostly printed CNC machine Mm -hmm. with a three D printer. There wasn't enough uh, plastic in there, and it gets hot, so that plastic would melt and it would warp. Yes. So it's constantly having. To, that was one of the reasons why I was constantly having to adjust, and constantly having to test, and constantly because so this is a major project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a major project for a major project. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't work out. Oh, um, so I just went with a with some cedar frame. It still looks good. I was about to say, but for people not, who Don't know. It still looks good. Yeah, it's still. It's, yeah, but it, it's not exactly what I wanted. But you know, that's 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 part of the process. That could be,
1: that could be part of your side hustle. You can make a cup for everybody. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> part of your size. So only gonna take a year. Don't, yeah, don't worry about it. Year. Let's take it from the land to outer space. Like during our L ten meeting today, you your eyes lit up when we start talking about outer space. Cause Travis for people don't know, Travis does a lot of hiking and being out in the forest and he takes a look at the stars every night. And he was telling us there are falling stars every night. And you went from here like talking casual to like your eyes just lit up like a Christmas tree explaining the benefits of space and what comes from space and how mankind was created. So go ahead and tell everybody kind of like how you felt or, or your your idea or thought process of how this all came about, us being here.
0: Well, uh, well, first I was very excited. Well, I'm, I'm always excited when someone starts talking about space. Yeah. But I'm really excited. What did you say? Uh, it was about, oh yeah, oh yeah, so that you think that there's life in more than just Earth and that yeah. there's oh, yeah, all over the place. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So For there's sure. still people, oh, no, lots of course. people yeah, unfortunately. who are like, nope, we're the only ones. <laughs> there's no fucking way that.
1: We're the only ones in the universe. Yep, that's the entire it. universe. That's right. <laughs> uh,
0: so anytime I hear someone start to talk about that, yeah. and like, man, it has been a while since I talked about it too. I felt my brain light up and it yeah, felt it. I saw like it. it. It was like, it was small euphoria. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to keep talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, but I was like, it's an L10, <laughs> we gotta get going. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of, I guess, when Travis laid the groundwork for that conversation, that, that brief conversation before, mm-hmm. talked about how there is life throughout the galaxy and mm-hmm. in, in the universe and I guess one of the thing, also one of the things that we talked about is how life is dispersed yeah. throughout could you tell the you told a great story of how yeah.
1: it was like it just a meteor would come, destroy, and basically when the dinosaurs were here, it basically could shut out.
0: Yeah, right. so with, so I guess, was it 67 or 66 and a half million years ago mm-hmm. uh, when the Earth was Or when the dinosaurs went extinct, which also is interesting with the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. So at that time, 66 and a half million years ago, India was under a mile of lava really so there was already climate change that was occurring okay um but it was more the gradual climate change mm-hmm. because tons of carbon was being released yeah, into sense. the atmosphere and at that sense. time i mean there was a lot more oxygen and there mm-hmm. was a lot more carbon dioxide yeah yeah so the earth was just hot yeah in general and when dinosaurs like big dinosaurs evolved like they they had things to help cool them down mm-hmm. like st- the the stegosaurus with the yeah. plates yeah, yeah. they theorized that those plates actually were, was a way to create coolness on their spine, which oh, kind of nice. helped everything in general feel cooler. So you learned this when you with your daughter, or you just learned
1: this on your own? Because I study with your daughter.
0: You know, she was interested in dinosaurs because I was interested in dinosaurs, and I mm-hmm. took that chance to like buy <laughs> encyclopedias of yeah, dinosaurs yeah. and then just read yeah. about them. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so. Yeah, so there was already climate change that was occurring, mm-hmm. and when that asteroid—I can't even remember how big it is—it was this giant asteroid comes in, and I want to say it was moving like thirty thousand miles per hour. That's crazy. Um, so anytime you watch a a, a a video and it shows like the asteroid slowly mm-hmm. entering the atmosphere, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Okay. It's like it's faster f- than you can see, mm. slamming. And destroying everything. So as because it's traveling at thirty thousand miles an hour, and it's mm-hmm. like the size of Texas or something like that. Yeah. Or not the size of Texas. I can't remember how big it is, but it's a big fucking rock. Yeah, it's huge. Comes in flying, it hit the Earth with enough force to eject a piece of Earth the size of Mount Everest mm-hmm. out of Earth's orbit. That's insane. Yeah. So That's insane. yeah, and then we know for a fact that there are. There's there's a microbial life that can survive in space for extended periods of time. Oh wow! And we know that as like new solar systems, new galaxies, they're constantly being barraged. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, to this day, we're still under oh. a constant barrage because that's what Travis was talking about, yeah. where he had he sees shooting stars all the time. Every so night. we're we're under a barrage. Travis, you say you see what three or four a night.
2: Uh, when I was doing the time lapses, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd watch it back the next day. There's, yeah. you know, there's a handful of them. Yeah. Like, okay, I didn't realize. I can't wait to see you put this together. Went, you know, but we just don't spend enough time out there staring at it mm-hmm. constantly. So that's why the time lapses are great.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what's yeah hot. yeah. I can't wait to see that. But but it's con- we're constantly being barraged by by yeah. rocks and different things that the Earth's orbit or the Earth's gravity is mm-hmm. pulling in the orbit, mm-hmm. and. At the be, again at the beginning. The Earth is getting hit a lot, um, and it's it's regular. So the Earth, our solar system, very likely isn't very different than other oh, than, sure. than than the consistency of the three hundred billion solar systems. Or the, the the also what they found is that every star has a planet yeah. that they've looked at. I believe that. Um, and so we, there's three hundred billion stars in our galaxy. Mm-hmm so there's likely 5 to 7 planets so we're what we're looking at trillions of planets yeah uh, so we're it's looking definitely at three, getting
1: someone else or something yeah, else yeah so out all there. it
0: takes is one solar system or one planet yeah. to develop life and you have an asteroid that comes in ejects giant pieces of rock yeah. out of that planet's orbit that contain microbial life and create something it is just slowly sending yeah. rocks out Yeah, when you said that, I was
1: like, "Damn, that's impressive."
0: Yeah, I was like
1: totally blown away with that.
0: Yeah, and the thing, what our 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 universe is thirteen point seven billion years old. Mm -hmm. I think our our solar system is in the nine billion, okay, or seven billion range, and Earth is three billion. Mm -hmm. That's a long (laughs) time. That's forever. (laughs) That's for now. That's forever. And you know, Earth or life on earth really didn't even get a good grip until like 500 million years ago i know so it's it's plenty of time Mm -hmm. you know and people talk about how space travel will be very difficult for human beings Mm -hmm. to go from one solar system to another because Mm -hmm. like the closest uh, star is like 1.2 light years away so in theory it would still take a year of space travel at the speed of light, to, say, to get there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you've got something that's moving 40, 50, 60,000 miles an hour, that's using Jupiter as a loop to go mm. even faster, yeah. and it's getting ejected out, and it yeah. pulled oh, into like a slingshot. another planet's orbit, and mm-hmm. gets sucked in. Mm-hmm. I mean, over yeah. however many billions of years, how many planets have this basis yeah. of microbial life? That's crazy. Yeah, and like, how many times have other planets have have life come to be? Mm-hmm. And how so? Let's say like you get like a hundred planets where this occurs, or even ten where this occurs. Yeah, and that ten turns into a hundred, and that hundred turns, turns into, into a, thousand. Thousand. a thousand, a thousand turns into in ten thousand or a hundred thousand, yep. whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. So, I'm sure that our galaxy has been seeded like we're, oh, no with question. life. Oh no question. We're would be very
1: naive to think we're the only beings or things yeah. in the in the whole universe. That's insane.
0: Yeah, and like it's like <laughs> what we were talking about in the meeting like if it's like looking with our current technology mm-hmm. and even with all the cool sensors and stuff we got it would be like going to the ocean, taking a, a metal thimble, pulling mm-hmm. it out or I guess getting a little bit of water, and looking, looking into it. it and be like mm-hmm. Nope, no life. <laughs> calling it a day. I'm calling it. That's it. We're special. <laughs> There's it. nothing special we're about at. the ocean. We're it. Like, it is a lifeless, devoid yeah. space. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that we shouldn't explore. <laughs> and we should, yeah. Let it be. So <laughs> I, I think was Travis, we were talking about how it would be cool mm-hmm. if we just dedicated, like, how many billions of dollars did it take for James? Oh, no, it was Brian that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brian and I were talking, and he was saying, wouldn't it be cool if we just dedicated, like, $10 billion a year to building a new James Webb every year. That'd be insane. Yeah. So, I mean, it took 20 years, but imagine if we were sitting, or even if it was like every five years. Yeah. Imagine, think the of process. all the technology yes. that has gotten better and the over the years with James Webb. So we're cranking these babies out. Uh, just, man, the, te- the technological breakthroughs would be just incredible. And at some point, we're gonna build a telescope to where we can really get, or not a telescope, or I guess a, a satellite mm-hmm. to where we can take in-depth pictures of like Io, which yeah. is supposed to be—it's um, a—it's a moon. It's—it's it's essentially frozen water, mm-hmm. but they think that the inside is an ocean. Really? So, where did life start on Earth? Yeah, in the oceans. Exactly. So that's one of the. I guess in our own solar system that's one of the, the hot spots of where life might be huh which I don't know why I think we've f- flown by but anyway I, it's it's too fucking cool not to <laughs> spend money on I, like yeah. use
1: my tax dollars yeah. for that please I told you your, your eyes lit up like a Christmas tree when Travis started talking about that yeah that's that's crazy okay here's another here's another crazy off the beaten path question Marvel or DC I, or both, because you can you can live in both worlds of modern comics slash you know universes, movie wise.
0: Yeah, I guess as a kid, I really liked Spider Man a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as an adult, i I guess early twenties. I liked watching all the X Men movies. Mm-hmm. But now there's so many of them. I i've I'm not caught up we're right I would have thought I would thought Evan have been all over that well we the men in the house don't really get the well he, <laughs> he actually, my kids don't like to watch much of anything that I like. Mm-hmm. They do like South Park.
1: I was about to say well, about yeah, South yeah, Park. Yeah, they yeah, like yeah. South
0: Park. So we can bond <laughs> over that from time to time. And yeah. even now, they're like, nah, I don't want to watch. But like, But you get this, yeah. like, this, this is for adults. A, this is a rare chance this this I know you get adults, to hear a couple of words. We can't do this when <laughs> your mom's here. <laughs> exactly. And I, I mean, I tell Stephanie. Like, of course. watch South Park. get clear of Boston. Of course. Yeah. But, uh yeah, they like their own shows. They like YouTube. They like – they're silly cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and then we'll we'll get to watch a documentary that's made for kids, but it's still cool. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm woefully behind as far as Marvel movies. I would like have you put thought, a
1: list. I'd have thought your kids had been all
0: over that. Oh, uh, uh no, nope, no, nope. they like what they like, mm-hmm. and it's not what I like. <laughs> uh, so yeah, of the like thirty Marvel movies yeah. that are still coming, I've out. watched like maybe. There's probably more than 30. i probably watched oh, like five it's, of it's them. There's a ton. And I can't still even coming. remember. Like the Avenger movies. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen most of the Avenger movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen... I don't know. Have it, I might have seen one of the Captain America movies. What? Parts of it. I know. Oh, it's disappointing. Right? It, and you. also, hey, my life is jam-packed. <laughs> I don't have as, any fucking as time. As
1: those movies come on TNT and TBS now. Fuck no. I can't
0: do commercials. No, that's the thing, man. I cannot do commercials. I, I bought a sports package to watch the Astros. Yeah. I've spent $35 on it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the Astros win the World Series, I am canceling it, it. Yes. <laughs> and I've, I mean, I've watched like 10 minutes of the Astros. Yeah. Um. I I real I have intention to. To watch watch the them, series. but the fact is,
1: is that, you know, it just... I actually didn't. watched the 18-inning game they played. You watched the full 18 I watched the full 18-innings. game. I, I had no intentions on doing that. Yeah. You know, that I, I watched four innings,
0: and then I can't remember what Stephanie had. Stephanie wanted to watch something else. Yeah. Okay.
1: I was just intrigued with it. I was just like, how far are they going to go? How long is this going to take? Two full games. games yeah, basically two full games. Like, they had another game starting... And ending, and they were still playing. Yeah. That was insane to me.
0: That was on a Saturday. Also, as an Astros fan, as a kid, I never envisioned the Astros annihilating the Yankees (laughs) in the American League Championship Series. just crushed them. It's just – we were always in the Mm NL. We weren't part of a storied Mm -hmm. franchise. We weren't part of a storied league. Yeah. I mean the the NL was the original league yeah. and it was also it's it's got history mm-hmm. but like we were playing who, who the Brewers the Reds yeah uh um, back in the day yeah who Cubs else? the and the Pirates Pirates yeah, yeah so you know Cubs Done. they won a world series 100 years ago at, at that point at the, so yeah, yeah. They, nobody really cared about the Cubs <laughs> nobody cares about the Pirates nobody cares about the Brewers nobody gives yeah. a fuck about the Reds so yeah, yeah. like we were in this like nobody cares yeah Division, yeah, um, but we very much cared about the Astros, and now, now we get tossed American into League. the American League yeah. where I guess they got like a lot of glamour teams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but getting to play the Yankees and then like really smoking taking them. it to them and
1: smoking them is a uh, man, it's just it's, I can't even what, imagine. Is, what, is, what does Evan think about all that?
0: Is even, Evan even watched that?
1: The world, Evan. He I know he's really playing baseball likes now. the
0: idea of it, and he'll watch sports. He likes sports. Yeah, we yeah. just don't get, we don't have a lot of time to watch sports. Mm-hmm. We don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, at the house. I told um, you should go to the game, especially a minor and, league game around here. Oh so, uh, yeah, that would be cool. I I need to do that. It's a nice uh, little ride to get out there, but still. Yeah, and, and my, my my brother lives in Houston. Uh-huh. If playoff tickets weren't like 000, yeah, a thousand dollars would I would have taken my kids to the yeah. Astros game and that ki- the World Series I can't imagine how much yeah. those things are that's crazy and even in the 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 Crawford boxes where you're standing up the whole time is probably was, a couple I mean, thousand
1: when I worked there it was it was weird because I I got to go for free so it was different but watching as a as a what's the word I'm looking for a customer it is crazy seeing the price because I wanted to go to the World Series I was like man I should go down there and I ain't got nothing to do. My daughter's down there. I got nothing to do. But those prices are like, nah. Yeah, nah, how no much else.
0: are they? I, I haven't even bothered looking.
1: One, to stand up, just to stand up in the um. Oh, I forget the section.
0: Crawford right. boxes.
1: Yo, know, no way. Is it the Crawford boxes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like twelve hundred. Just to stand. Like you ain't bought no food. You ain't parking nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just spent twelve hundred bucks for you. And if it was, us three went, it's thirty six hundred
0: yeah I can't yeah I can't
1: <laughs> we ain't we got gas we got no food We already spent it four grand
0: yeah can't do it <laughs> uh, great I like the Astros but I'm not gonna spend no, that no, money no no
1: no, no. You're, you're better off doing some great oh back to back to uh, Marvel slash DC if you had a superpower and I gonna include you too Travis if you had a superpower what would it be
0: I like flying
1: Flying. Hmm. Travis
2: uh oof. Super power. I don't know. That'd be cool to be able to walk through things. Like, oh, we'll that's pretty walk. that's pretty cool. You know? That's
1: like, pretty cool. Boop, boop,
0: boop. Yeah, that would be or,
2: cool. That would oh, be pretty like, cool. Like uh, night Nightcrawler.
1: Teleport- oh, teleportation! That is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. so I'm, I think that one. Think I'm taking back my my flying. <laughs> <laughs> teleportation I was thinking about is about going. It. It's like I can only fly so high before I run out of oxygen. Yeah, and get and, cold, and pass out, or get cold. Yeah, so it's not like I'm. If I get one power, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't fly out of space. Yeah, I'd suffocate and die, or like I'd start <laughs> to go up and I'd black out and fall to my death because I'm, I'm not also not yeah. invincible. Yeah. So I don't know, so what other, like, you got You got like Cyclops, you got Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Batman doesn't have any superpowers no, he, he other just than rich. being rich. He just boom, rich. boom, that's what I want. <laughs> Batman's superpowers. I superpower want to be a billionaire. He wants, he's rich. Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, or Iron I wanna, Man. Yeah. I want to be rich. Hell yeah. That's and I get a, to fly that's, that's into space superpower. with Iron Man. You're yeah. right. I'd be a billionaire <laughs> and be uh, a awesome like, billionaire superpower. and very intelligent. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd be very intelligent so that I could be a billionaire. Yeah, because Batman's yeah.
1: considered the greatest detective, and he's rich. And then Tony Stark's like the greatest scientist, and he's rich. Or yeah. next to Reed Richards. He's he's super smart, too, for the yeah. Fantastic Four.
0: Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Tony Stark brain and just be <laughs> super, super rich. I mean, that, so I, not even start out super rich. Yeah. But like build cool shit to yeah, get yeah. rich. Yeah, because see, see, to me, that fits like you. Cause yeah, you like to build yeah, stuff. Yeah, you like to yeah, tinker yeah. with stuff. Like if I... It, yeah it it used to be my dream job was to um be be an elementary school teacher, but like if mm-hmm. I had a a, a hundred million dollars yeah. I would invest money into hill country tech guys yeah. but then i I would build a shop and I would just build things all day, yeah yeah and that's it like I would just just come make in. cool just, shit just, just park back there, yeah, and that's it And like <laughs> one year I might make like ten like middle Brooke and Sarah back there with your own little shed, yeah. <laughs> I would want a big, like, warehouse area where yeah. I'd have, like, CNC machines, not just for wood, but yeah. for metal, too. Yeah. I can Make whatever. I would, like, fabricate anything that I wanted. Just be working. Have, like, a a a, a, a 3D printer form. Mm-hmm. Have that stuff set up. Yeah. Th- just, that would be
1: it. Just be there grinding. Oh, if I had a superpower. Teleportation is really good, though. Oh, man. Maybe time travel. I would love to just go back even though you can't i would i would i would do time travel but not be seen that way i can watch history happen or see what the future holds and still not be seen like i can't affect it i can't change it or anything but i can see it i can physically go
2: now if you go into the future can you bring that knowledge back Ooh, because i wouldn't want that
1: i wouldn't want to bring that back i would i would want to keep a memory of something maybe that'd be one thing come back with something memorable but I can't like physically, but something that can remember, but nothing that can change the future itself.
0: Mm, I find that hard to believe though. Cause I mean, imagine like you're busting your ass, like (laughs) you go to your job and you're like, man, I want to do more. I want to make more money. What if I just go into the future, kind of like back to the future, and steal these ideas, (laughs) and then come back and implement them? Go bet on the the Cubs, yeah. Go bet on the Cubs win the (laughs) World
1: Series, exactly, like Marty McFly and all that stuff. That's crazy. I mean, if you think about it, what if, like, if someone were to travel, let's say, from 1960, and they travel to, let's say, our time now, they could they could go back and come up with anything from Spotify you know, smartwatch, smartphone, like who, who'd have thought in 19, that's hell, 1990, that you could be on a phone talking to someone like the Jetsons. Yeah. I don't like, but think
0: about it, that's crazy. They wouldn't have the infrastructure to, to do it. So they could come back and, they, and, and people would come back and be like, that's cool. Let me yeah. like, let me reverse engineer this. Yeah. But then like, how how do they build these components yeah. how do, like, we, get we this just from? built a computer and it's it takes up this whole <laughs> building like how how it's is this huge. so small so, and it mean, it's in a phone and it's a phone how's this phone in your pocket I mean it <laughs> would probably create a lot of inspiration but it would still take oh, yeah. fucking decades to get and like you could even tell them like these are how the components are made and we're like yeah. oh, what, we don't crazy. have any of the ma- yeah. machinery or the, and it'd be like, it would be like me taking a phone. Oh, okay, time to okay, cool. wrap it up. Okay. Yeah, we
1: got, we got to wrap it up. Oh, before I wrap it up, I got to do this for our girl, Natalie.
0: What's up with the peanut butter and jelly? Oh, yeah. So peanut butter and jelly, apparently <laughs> more, a lot, like most people put peanut butter on one side and jelly on the other. Mm-hmm. Like ten percent of America does the opposite, where they put peanut butter mm-hmm. and jelly on the same slice of bread, and I am a part of that ten percent. Really? Yes. That is that is strange. The top ten percent of America. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it turns out, yeah. So we're in a we're in a a meeting with I think level twos, and there's probably like a dozen of us in there, mm-hmm. and someone talks about. It's probably Chris Eldridge, and he he talks about how. I make my peanut butter jelly sandwiches fucked up. i like, what are you talking about? Like, And I asked all of them. They're like, no, Will, that's wrong. They're yeah, like, that is kind of weird. You're fucking heathen. Like, <laughs> that's, that's What's un-American. wrong with that? So What's I put a survey out to the company, yeah. and everybody's like, you're wrong. You should do it again. You yeah. should do it around here.
1: Right. <laughs> You'll probably get that again, like you're wrong. Yeah. So how right.
2: do you put the potato chips in between them? Ooh. You got peanut butter, jelly, potato chips in between them. You put potato chips in your I, peanut butter? I, I've, I've known people to yeah. do
0: that. I, yeah, I I've never done chips. it. But I've i seen put potato do that. chips in like like a like a, like a, a ham and like cheese, a turkey or sandwich. turkey and cheese. Yeah, yeah, I've done that too. Yeah, I don't do that. that <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> that's just crazy talk. What's wrong with you,
1: Jesus? <laughs> that's crazy talk. But I guess we got to wrap up. So uh,
2: you got to oh. ask me about dinosaurs, though.
1: Oh, dinosaurs. Okay, what's up with dinosaurs?
2: Well, if you had the chance, would you bring back the dinosaurs?
0: An emphatic yes.
2: Woo! And so
0: if the, the question is, if you had the ability and the money mm-hmm. and the power, would you bring dinosaurs back? And the answer is 100% yes. So Jurassic we Park. We start out with only herbivores. We bring back the biggest <laughs> and the baddest so that people would be in awe. Yeah. And then on the secret, on the side, we start bringing back T-Rexes. We're not bringing back Velociraptors. But then we figure it out. Where are you going to put them? Um. Well, people can pay a lot of money, and they're going to sign waivers, <laughs> and they'll say, "You might die. You've watched Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, so you know so how you're you're to signing your life away yeah, here. Like, get this is bad not my you. fault. So yeah, you know, uh, yes, an emphatic yes. I would love to go see it, but I wouldn't want
1: to be the, the guy that created it.
0: <laughs> hey, man, you sign waivers. Everything's good. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. So I guess when we're done. Thank you for Travis hanging out with us. My man Will Burns. It's a pleasure. Thank you for letting me host. I can't yeah. wait to do this again. This is awesome. For sure. You know, hopefully I can interview Harrison. He well, will I'm
0: gonna be in November the, that week in November, November eighth through eleventh or something like that. We gotta figure out who Count me would in. Actually, If everybody's here, yeah, count me in. Maybe we can get Melissa uh with Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. I can do that. You can interview her.
1: I will do that. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it.
0: Hill Country Tech Guys offer best-in-class support and aim to provide a world-class customer experience for each and every one of our clients. We offer managed IT support, cybersecurity tools and consultation, along with the ability to handle all of your project or infrastructure needs. If you are interested in learning more, Please visit our website, YouTube, or social media pages.